Thank you, everybody, for listening into another Her Wild Outdoors episode. This is a special one. I'm in Montana, and we are recording during the Montana Mule Hunt uh, with a couple of really special people. I've got Jessica, Sam, and Keegan, and we are all sitting around here um, kind of planning our next move for this afternoon and chit-chatting about what has been going on this past week. So thanks guys for being a part of this. Thank you. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Well, we started planning this back in March. Um, actually, Jessica, we kind of started planning this. It's been a while. Because <laughs> the first time I had you on the Miss Pursuit podcast, you were like, you need to come out here and hunt. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we'll do that. And you probably thought, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it was kind of one of those things where like everybody I talk to about it, I'm like, come hunt. And they're like, I'll definitely do that. And then we never speak to each other again. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of one of those things where I'm like, oh, oh. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. I don't, when I say yes, <laughs> you better be ready for me to show up on your doorstep. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so show we, up on my doorstep yes. every time, Amy. I think it was, we ended up doing the Hunter versus Huntress podcast mm-hmm. on the Miss Pursuit podcast, and uh, it kind of came up again, yeah. and that was kind of right around the time where we started chit-chatting about... Um, well, when is the draw and mm-hmm. when do I put stuff in? When do I, we start planning for this? Yep. And I was like, okay, done. Yep. I'm in. Yep. <laughs> and that was the biggest thing too, is all of a sudden in, you know, the good old Instagram DMs, I've got you in there asking me, okay, well, where do I apply? How much is it? What are the deets? I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Here they are. And that's kind of where it took off, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we kind of pulled in to the Miss Pursuit group that mm-hmm. we're a part of. And Sam, you jumped on yep. in that part. And it was exciting to start seeing this pl- start oh my God, pulling together. Yeah. 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 Uh, we had a couple of other gals that were coming. And <clears throat> due to COVID and honestly borders country borders Mm -hmm. um chelsea was supposed to join us from canada and that it did not work out for that um and some texas gals that it ended up not working out for but i think overall like i'm just glad that we got something yeah ironed out yeah i'm glad that you guys could make it Mm -hmm. for sure and we're missing this We'll miss, we're missing the other gals here, but um, we are working hard here. And Sam, you and I touched base because neither one of us wanted to fly. Right. And neither one of us wanted to drive that far Alone. by ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were coming from Michigan. I was coming from Tennessee. And we just had to find a little happy medium place to meet up and... It all worked out. It all worked out. It was a long, <laughs> long drive. drive. Oh yeah, I'm oh I'm impressed. We drove, Keegan and I drove, well, Keegan drove to Oregon and I sat in the passenger seat. <laughs> and that was a long drive. I'm not a good traveler. I'm really not. I've been mm-hmm. on a plane like once. I, I think our excitement helped. Her and did. I didn't but, really sleep much in the car either, so... Mm-mm. It was, a, it was a long drive. Yeah. Well, long, I think exhausted. It was. We drove 
Uh, we both met in Indiana and then drove all night Friday night mm-hmm. and all day Saturday. And then thank you, Carrie of Azire uh, Camo. She let us bunk with her in Wyoming and fed us and treated us very well uh, before we got back on the road on Sunday and got here. And we had little hints of her all the way throughout the week through a bighorn sheep too. That was pretty cool. Oh, it was so good. We made tacos and we all love tacos. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. What did we, oh, and spaghetti. Mm -hmm. Made some spaghetti. Mm -hmm. That was my first time having Bighorn sheep. It's delicious. Any sheep, yeah. really. And it was Del- fantastic. Delicious. So thank you, Carrie. Thank you. Big, big shout out for sending us with treats. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So we got here on Sunday evening and kind of just spent the time. I think this is an important part of mm-hmm. when you're meeting people that you've met on Instagram or (laughs) any kind of social media and you've never met before, having that kind of meet and greet time of, hey, this is, you kind of need to mesh personalities a little bit. And you know how I am. Like, I like to give people guff every opportunity (laughs) I get. (laughs) And some people don't take it very well. So I'm glad that I have uh, Amy and Sam here who can... Take a dish. Oh, yeah. Take and dish. I love it. I love it. And we got to meet, uh, you got to meet your family mm-hmm. and, um, and Keegan, we had never really, other than spitting back and forth on Instagram for recipes. Yeah. And- just a few conversations back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, I'd send a message about a post you put up mm-hmm. or, um, ask you for recipes cause I had no idea what to do or <laughs> something like that. But yeah. We didn't really talk a ton. Mm-mm. Um, this Jess was really more the spearhead of it. Yeah. Um, and she mentioned to me, she's like, yeah, Hey, I want to invite all these gals out to hunt. I'm like, all right, bring it on. Let's do it. It'll yeah. be fun. It has been your hospitality. Both of you have really taken care of us and created a situation where I hope that we haven't been like a complete like, I don't want to use the word burden because I know we haven't been oh, a burden. No, but no, not at all. We you need to be able to give as much as Right, receive. and you guys have done mm-hmm. just being here. Like like I said, I never get to hunt with other women. I get to mm-hmm. hunt with my mom and my sister every now and then. But my sister doesn't <laughs> entirely <laughs> enjoy some of the things I drag her through. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I did that, she was a little upset with me. Mm-hmm. So... And my mom, she just, it's usually her and my dad go out and I let them have their time. And so I never get to hunt with other women. So it's great to actually have some other women that I can relate to (laughs) out. And it's not that like hunting with men and hunting with women, it's not that there are, like we're not talking the negatives of it. There's just different sides of it that create... I don't know if it's comfort or if it's ease or Mm -hmm. if it's... um, There's just different conversations that mm -hmm. you can have Mm -hmm. with different groups, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So it's nice to be able to have those different conversations. Mm -hmm. Because even this week we've been out and Keegan, you've been with us for the most part, but there have Mm -hmm. been a couple of times where we've been on our own coming back Mm -hmm. or going out. Right, yeah. And that has been, I would say there isn't, much of a difference in it 
accept conversation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, I would say so. We've still been kicking ass on the mountain, <laughs> and we've still been getting up and pushing as hard as we can. Yeah. You guys yeah. have done a really good job of introducing two East Coasters to some West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys, you guys did so You guys good. did awesome. I'm so proud yeah. of you. You did great. You guys that, held your own, for sure. <laughs> that first day, <laughs> I was like... Jess, I think you're trying to kill us. <laughs> I did. I was like, what did we get into? <laughs> but mm-hmm. it, all, yeah. it all worked itself it did. out. You're it here. Did. You're it breathing. Did. You're alive. Mm-hmm. There's nobody had to go to the ER yeah. at any point. Yeah, so. once I, for, when I first started hunting with Jess, the amount of times I would look back on hunts we did together, and it's like, wow, I can't believe I survived that, but I did. So mm-hmm. that's a plus. I'm yeah. chubby, but I'm mighty. Let me tell you. <laughs> Oh, you can cover ground for sure. It is for sure. That is she for does. sure. I had to like fast pace walk with oh, yeah. Jess. I'm like, how is she going this fast? She walks with a purpose. She everywhere. does. She absolutely does. And I'm double timing it behind all of you. Yeah. Well, and that's something that Amy and I had talked about is because I'm used to hunting with Keegan and my dad who have much longer legs than I do. <laughs> the little chubby one in the back, you know. And so for me, it's like... Dad, your your legs are so much longer than mine. I have to take two steps for every one of yours. So technically speaking, you know, I'm I'm walking double. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I have he definitely. Was. Oh yeah, yeah. So I I feel that I know mm-hmm. how that goes, and it's not fun. And I think that being being in the back too can have a big impact on like the mental part of things mm-hmm. because being in the front, you get to decide where we're going at what pace we're going, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> and so you get the opportunity to look around to where when you're behind that person or even in the back, like you don't have anything really pushing you and driving you. Yeah. You just have to follow. Yeah. And that can be kind of tough mentally to just put your head down and just, walk where the other people are walking you know yeah there there were definitely a couple of times where we were going up (laughs) a huge ridge Mm -hmm. like getting up and over and I was sitting I was not sitting I was walking going okay they're gonna they're gonna pause in just a second (laughs) and the mental part of it to me was okay do I pause here because I know they're gonna keep going when I get there or do I get up to them and pause for just half a second and then we go again? Yeah. And that's something that I'm still kind of figuring out because when I hunt with my dad, I always, like when I was younger, when I was that 10 years old, I would finally get up to my dad and right as I stopped, my dad would take off on another beeline. And I'm like, I'm going to take my trekking pole and throw it between your legs and watch you fall on your face, dad. <laughs> This is ridiculous. Yeah. And so I have to remind myself, like, just because I'm, I'm good, I'm ready, doesn't mean everybody else is. And that's a really easy way to burn people out when they're behind you. So I thought you did a great job. There there were multiple times where I was like, okay, I, I just, what was it? One day you were like, we can have lunch way up there. Yeah. (laughs) And food is a motivator for me. So we just kept moving forward and forward and forward up, 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 up. And I just kept going 
food is on the other side of this. Food <laughs> is at the top. Food is at the top. And so you kind of have to pick right. what your push is for. Right. And it might be something different within each minute. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I think it helps too with the being in a group because you kind of drive yourself or mm-hmm. drive together. Each other. Yeah. yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. like me personally, when I'm hunting by myself, I won't go near as far as yeah. when I'm hunting with Jess or her dad or yeah. anybody right. else. Yeah. And that's the same thing for me. I'm so used to hunting with my dad and he decides when we get up, where we go, how far we go and where we have lunch and all those kind of things. Now that I'm older, I have an impact on that stuff, but I'm, I'm used to that. So getting up and motivating myself, not having my dad breathe down (laughs) my neck and go, if you don't get up right now, I'm going to leave you. Yeah. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. not having that has been kind of a, a bit of a curve me too so i that first day i'm like i gotta do it <laughs> gotta get up and get going down the trail you so. had us motivating <laughs> are you ready to go are you ready to go are you ready are you ready, are you ready? <laughs> not so much this morning yeah this morning was yeah. definitely a tougher one <laughs> we did an accidental long walk last night yeah, so that that's was how it goes yeah the usual but yeah well if we go back we've so let's just talk really quick because we, for the first couple of days, were hunting migratory right. mule deer in yep. the mountains. Right. Um, we got, uh, we had some more, y'all have had some, and I'm putting it this in quotations because I'm from the East, warmer <laughs> weather. <laughs> <laughs> to you guys, it's warm. To mm-hmm. us, it, has, it was a little chilly when we first got mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um but with that warmer weather, you have talked to us about how um, the migration of these deer are disrupted by that. Right. Mm-hmm. So with the migratory deer, you you need the weather. And for a lot of deer, it's not necessarily cold weather because it can be 40 below. But if there's no snow on the ground, they can still graze. So yeah. they are back in the Bob Marshall wilderness and... A lot of those big mature bucks, they're going to stay there until they absolutely cannot. Some of, some of them just don't come out. They'd rather winter kill back there than come out here and mm. see all of our ugly bugs. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they usually what happens is you'll get a bit of snow, like a good amount of snow. And then when that thaws a little bit on top, and then refreezes you get that you know that that crunchy snow on top that you just fall through Mm -hmm. and that really hurts their dew claws when they're walking through it that's what those are called right yeah Yeah. (laughs) and it it hurts when they're walking through and they don't like walking through it any more than we do and so that's usually what pushes the migration for elk and mule deer is before that happens it's like that in between of snow falling and right it's because it's still warming up to get that crust but there's still snow it's coming and it's getting colder and they have to graze they have to be up yeah grazing to keep themselves warm and so a lot of those deer it's it's not oh we got a snowstorm we're gonna come out it's okay we got a snowstorm now it has to only melt a little bit on top and then maybe get more snow, more cold weather, and then they'll start migrating. And they won't just migrate out. They're going to slowly, they're going to stay as far back as they can for as long as they can. So <clears throat> having this warm weather is not 
been conducive to migratory deer. Some are kind of on, you know, their body clock where they're like, yeah, it's about that time, but that's going to be a lot of the does and the immature bucks that are coming out. Those big mature mountain meal there are going to be like, mm, mm-mm, yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah. So, and one thing that you spoke about was you can't scout for those deer. Right. Yeah. No. You can, you can guess where they're going to come through, mm-hmm. but that's about all you can do. Cause Keegan and I, we had talked about scouting and doing a bunch of scouting for it, but it's like, okay, we can go walk somewhere and if we don't see something, that doesn't mean there's not going to be anything in there tomorrow right. or the next day or so on and so forth. So it's it's really hard to scout with them. You can scout over years of going deer migrate through here and here and creating like a little map for yourself. And that's about all you can do to actually scout. Yeah, them. it's just burning boot leather over the course of several years. And then, you know, when hunting season comes, go, you know, okay, historically, they're in here. So let's go mm-hmm. check this spot out. Yeah. Right. And honestly, so so that forth. was the first day that we put in mm-hmm. close to 10 miles that day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, up and down <laughs> and up and down. And uh, it was, that was a long day. It was. It yeah. was, uh, we, we timed things perfectly, I think, with, um, with getting back kind mm-hmm. of at the same time. Because mm-hmm. that yeah. was, we separated halfway through the day. Yep. Um, but it was mainly, where are they? Are we seeing right. sign? And, uh, we didn't see a lot right. of no. sign. No, a lot of it was from a couple days ago. And we talked about when those deer, when they move through, they move through. They're not going to mosey. They're not going to feed very much. They're not going to bed down when they're moving, they're moving. And if you don't have the weather where they have to feed all day and all night, they're just going to go through in the cover of darkness and that's going to be that. And we, we experienced that. Mm -hmm. So that's, that makes it very difficult to hunt them without right weather. We also got the winds Mm -hmm. uh, picked up the next day. We got snow. Yep. Um, which was beautiful, but <laughs> there, when you can't see past right. a certain <clears throat> distance, yep. then you're not going to get anywhere with that. Right, and mm-hmm. when you have snow coming in sideways and you're trying to walk up a drainage and the snow's pelting you in the eyes, pelting you in the face, your, your feet are cold, your hands are cold, your ears are cold, your nose cold, everything's just cold. It's, it's one of those things where if I don't want to do it, they're not the deer, gonna, yeah, the deer uh-huh. are just going to bed, bed right. out somewhere right. where they're out of the wind and they're going to stay right there. Just Until like I don't want to get out of my pickup <laughs> at the trailhead. They're not going to want to get out of their beds. Yeah. yeah. And and that's, I think that that day we, we tried our best and we kind mm-hmm. of went and looked at some other places mm-hmm. and, uh, and we did get out there and. <laughs> yeah. We stayed fairly mobile on that uh-huh. second day. Yeah. Yes. And that's one of those things where I'm a full full and firm believer that you got to hunt the way that it's going to produce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the first day we hiked our little butts off. And the second day we did more of checking out as many different spots as we could. Yeah. On those, uh, those east facing slopes mm-hmm. where they're out of the wind, east and south facing slopes where they're out of the wind, they can bed up and we got out the spotting scope and we got out our binos and we just took the time 
and we drove to different areas and just did that. And I mean, we got some some laughs. Oh, we did. Oh, we learned a lot about each other that day. <laughs> I think you put four people into a vehicle mm-hmm. and your goals are very similar, but mm-hmm. your the way that you get to those goals are a little bit different for each person. Mm-hmm. We you find out a lot about mm-hmm. personality and character. Yeah, I would I mean, I would say so. I feel like now I can uh categorize (laughs) you know whenever you're with a group anyways you're going to have inside jokes you're going to have things that only happen to you as a group you're going to but it i would like to chit chat just a little bit because sam you made all of us crack up um sam's a character guys oh, yes. Sam really is a character. we were in tears from laughing yeah. a few times i swear oh, she's so she's so focused and so passionate and very just like this is on her mind yeah. <laughs> this is what we're doing very goal oriented and not say. only is it on her mind but it's also all over her face uh-huh. yeah <laughs> You can't mistake her her drive. It's your thinking face. That's what what she says. That's what she says. For those of you who know what an RBF is, that's what I. That's what my thinking face. I'll look back and I will propose something to Amy and Sam, and Sam's just looking at me with this this thinking face, and I'm like, why is Sam mad at me? Why is she glaring at me right now? What did, what did I do? Okay, maybe not. Maybe we shouldn't do that. So the snow started letting up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we had a place that we were going to go to. And at, by that point in time, you can check tracks. You can mm-hmm. see fresh signs. Right. All of those things are happening. So we had a spot that we wanted to go look at. But on the way, Sam's focusing on, <laughs> you know, where these places open up looking for mm-hmm. an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, as as we should be doing, but Sam was definitely uh, on top of it, uh-huh. making sure we were all doing our jobs. <laughs> we uh-huh. just had to uh, put our heads down and say yes, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> so, so at one point we hear, "Stop the truck! Stop the truck! Stop the truck! There's deer." <laughs> And she is already out of the vehicle before it mm-hmm. comes to a complete stop, oh, yeah. ready to get outside of the road where she needs to be in order to take a shot, if if possible. And she yells back, get me a range. <laughs> I saw antlers. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all just, Keegan's trying to stop the truck as safe as possible on snow um on packed snow and jess is with the range (laughs) ma'am and sam's out of the truck somewhere like we she's gone yeah Yeah. and uh and let me tell you when i pulled up that range finder i gave i gave her her range but I was looking, and <laughs> there were no antlers. <laughs> sometimes you see sticks. Sometimes you think see things that you hope to see. Well, our you theory, don't see them. our theory mm-hmm. is that the buck was in there chasing his does, and he decided that when we came to an absolute halt, that he just needed to lay down flat on his side. Right <laughs> Looked like a rock. Yeah. Yep, and we missed him. Yeah, <laughs> yep. we couldn't find him. Yeah. And let me tell you. 
I was terrified to tell Sam that I didn't see any others. <laughs> Absolutely terrified. We didn't want oh, yeah. to crush your soul. He's <laughs> just so sure. I'm like, I'm doing double takes, going, maybe. <laughs> maybe they are there. Yeah. But there was, when we did get out and we did hike in to where our plan was yep. to search, we came across a doe that was looking a little mm-hmm. a little fresh yeah. <laughs> like oh, yeah. looking back looking at something behind her and all of a sudden a buck parked out yeah at that point we we knew we're like oh the way she was looking behind her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the way her body language was i'm like yeah there there yeah. is a buck down there yeah she's not looking for a fawn behind her to catch no. up there's right. something down there and we had seen him the first day Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, right off the bat. Yep. And didn't have a shot. Didn't have, mm-hmm. there was no, we heard him wrestling, but it was in timber that there was just right. no shot for. Yeah. So uh, we weren't surprised right. when we saw him come up behind her, but it was still, get down, get ready, get all mm-hmm. of Right. This. I mean, at this point, mm-hmm. this is the only, only buck we had really seen. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. this was the only With an opportunity. deer. Yeah. yeah. Opportunity, yes. yeah. And so... At that point, it was just difficult because when you don't, when you haven't hunted with people, you don't know what their, you know, what their checklist is yeah. mm-hmm. when they're getting ready. And so you're trying to conform to each other's checklist in this split second opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so it, in the point we were at, it was across a riverbed mm-hmm. and he was up on that ridge with that doe and getting getting set up yeah. was remotely impossible you mm-hmm. have six inches of fresh snow yeah. getting laid down prone or anything like that it just you it's have, not fast enough you have yeah. such little time right mm-hmm. and, and that window of opportunity too. between yeah. the timber right. with and him moving, moving fast moving mm-hmm. yeah and mm-hmm. following that doe as fast as he was right well and before he we didn't jumped stop him, i mean he didn't no. stop well, and before we jumped him too, we were hunting some pretty, pretty thick uh, timber. Really slow. Really slow, and so quiet. We was we were move, moving through there. I was like, I right, hey, drop your scope powers down to the lowest setting you can. Yeah, just that's, in case something that's comes what up. I told Sam and Amy. Is mm-hmm. I'm like, turn down your scopes all the way because with hunting with my little brothers and my dad hunting with me, when you hunt that timber, there's been times where your scope is set for those long shots, mm-hmm. those longer shots. And you're not expecting to try to find something at 40 to 60 yards right. of timber. Right. And so I told you guys, turn down your scope. Mm-hmm. And you did. You turned down your scope. But at that time, we're still in the timber. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we hear this deer jump out of its bed. And I got a glimpse of it. You see the big neck. And just the way that that deer was acting, I'm like, that's got to be a buck. And so we chased off after it and got to the break in the trees and he was across with that doe and we don't we don't 100 percent know if that was the same deer or not it's hard to say but how that, far was it at that point it was, it was what, 175 yeah 176 is yeah. what we got at the range so for. not where we were on the lower right. yeah right. No. on our scopes he'd yeah. gone yeah he'd gone we were on one side of that um riverbed and he was up on the face of yeah. the opposite side yeah. heading up yeah and heading so up all and of a sudden timber. then you have a terrain change that just happened like that just quick and you don't have time to sit there and make the adjustments that you need to mm-hmm. make yeah. so 
that was another thing that we ran into is Sam's scope was turned all the way down. Yeah. Yeah. So, so by the time yeah, I got a bullet chambered and got him in my sight, he was on that doe so fast that he kind of went back off into the timber on yep. the ridge. So yep. we never even got yep. a shot. By the time shot. he was on the gun in the scope, all you could see was his hindquarters going into the timber. Yep. And that was that. I mean, once they go up into that timber... I mean, we that, tried. We tried going mm-hmm. around, hoping that he would come back down. Yep. And we went just... to a little mouth of a drainage where they were going towards, where that doe was going towards, and we were hoping that that doe was going to hit that drainage and just come back down because we knew that that was the buck from the day yeah. before. Yeah. And obviously, he was in that area. So I didn't see him going up into that timber and just leaving. Mm-hmm. So... We did on our way in and on our way out, saw fresh sign, mm-hmm. lots of tracks, yep. made a plan that evening that yep. we would go back to that spot in the morning mm-hmm. and just prayed that they wouldn't migrate out. Right. Yep. And that's the risk yep. is that overnight, just because did, something's there mm-hmm. one day doesn't yep. mean it's going to be the, there the next. The sky's cleared. Mm-hmm. It was a nice night. Yep. It was before it got crunchy. Yep. Like, it was just all of that. So, when we went in the next morning, we found bedding mm-hmm. um, that could have been from earlier that evening, but it main, it was probably during the snowstorm right, or the day yeah. before. And lots of tracks heading out. Yep. Heading up the drainage where mm-hmm. their migratory route is and after a while putting that all together and walking through that the night before we had seen what six does yeah. alone mm-hmm. while we were walking in and the next morning we didn't see a single doe we didn't hear any crunching on leaves or mm-hmm. twigs breaking or anything like that it was still yep mm-hmm. and so we got to right where that timber starts to end and you go up the canyon and there's just every every fresh set of tracks is headed the wrong way so that that to me was we haven't seen any deer mm-hmm. we haven't heard anything and we haven't even heard anything bust out they probably migrated. That's when I would have done it if I was a migratory yeah. elder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it not cold perfect. enough that I had to feed all night. I would have just been, look, it's dark. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Somebody knows we're here. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. And that's just the way it goes. It was mm-hmm. a fun three days of being up there and mm-hmm. trying really hard to yep. get mm-hmm. on deer. And we kind of made a decision at that point to come back. Yep. To hunt some coolies. Yep. Um, and yesterday we did that. We did. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Luckily, we have some really, really good chunks of uh, state and public land out here to go hunt where the coolies are coming out of those river bottoms. And so that was kind of my plan. But the difficult part was, is before season, I had a plan in my head. Where I'm like, okay, we'll go up to the mountains, we'll do some hunting up there, and if we can't find anything up there, we'll go to this chunk of block management. And you can always find deer in there. You can always find bucks. You can always find something. And usually nice bucks, too. Mm -hmm. And so that was my game plan. And obviously that, that... game plan went down the drain pretty quickly because that block management vanished because he he got bought out basically 
I guess is what you would call it. Yeah. But explain I, explain to people really quick what block management mm-hmm. is for those so, who aren't familiar with yeah. it. Yeah. So the way block management works is a landowner can put their land into the program, which makes it accessible to the public. Um, and they're sign-in boxes. So what the public does is if I'm going to hunt it, I go to one of the sign-in boxes before I hunt it. And I sign in. I simply put, you know, my name, my address, all that kind of information, and the vehicle I'm driving and that type of thing, and put it back in the box. And when you do that, the landowner gets an incentive. So I think it's like a dollar per, per slip per person that signs into it. So over the hunting season, that adds up pretty quickly. But what happened with this one is it wasn't enough. It just wasn't quite enough. But that's the way that block management works is the land that the ranchers or farmers aren't using, they can put in that block management and make a little money off mm-hmm. of it. So it's it's a if you're talking and we don't want to badmouth outfitters by no. any any form or fashion mm-hmm. here because everybody's got a job to do right. and um, and there are some great outfitters out there. But what mm-hmm. can happen is that outfitters can offer more. Right. Yep. And it was kind of funny to us because Keegan and I have talked about the idea of opening an outfit and doing all that type of stuff. And we had actually, what, two years ago, Keegan? Um, we had. Yeah, it was after the first year, I moved, first yeah, season I moved out here. We had talked about the idea of getting an outfit, opening an outfit, and actually talking to this rancher about getting all of his property Mm -hmm. and just paying him. All you got to do is pay him a little bit more than that block management pays him. And so that's, that was something that we had come up with. Yeah. So if I'm an actual outfitter, there's really good potential. I mean, I saw one of the biggest bucks I've ever seen in my life in those coolies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's, you can't blame the outfitter for it. I would have done it if I was an outfitter, Mm -hmm. but he, the outfitter went to the rancher and offered him more money. And in today's day and age, you can't turn down that. Especially these ranchers and farmers, you know, that's their sole income is on what they can grow and what they can raise. Right. Right. And, you know, the block management programs are awesome because they open up public opportunity or public hunting access to us Mm -hmm. um and they're incentivized to do such Mm -hmm. um and they use that kind of as like a side business it's you know a little bit of extra income at the end of the year yeah Mm -hmm. um but when an outfitter approaches them and says hey you know i know you're roughly making this much from the block management program i'll offer you this much more yeah Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a no-brainer for most ranchers that do that right and a lot of these outfitters they are good enough to those landowners that they will say hey if you want to do your hunting, you don't have to lose that to my lease. You can still mm-hmm. go and take the bucks mm-hmm. that you need to take. Yeah. It'd just be great, you know, if we could work it around the schedule. But they work that kind of stuff out. When the block management program, it's tough because you're going to have people hunting your ground all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that you don't have the opportunity to go in knowing that it would right. just be yours. And right. You yeah. do sign over some control and yeah. that... 
that can be difficult for some landowners. And so when it comes down to it, if I was in this landowner's position, I would have done the same exact thing. But you guys didn't find that out until the beginning of this season. Right. So you season, we went out and we did some hunting. And this this particular chunk is in a chronic wasting disease area. So basically you have to take everything out, what except for guts. Guts are the only thing that can stay. Um, So that's tricky when you're in these these coolie systems that go really far back. I mean, taking out an entire deer is a mm-hmm. lot. So it's discouraged a lot of people. So during the youth hunt, we're like, okay, we don't entirely want to do that, but let's go do that because I bet nobody else wants to yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. And so we drove out there one evening and we couldn't find any sign-in boxes. And we're like, what? what's happening? And we looked on Onyx and about, there's no... Yeah. There's there's no it's more gone. block I'll say about management three quarters there. of seven eighths of that um, block management chunk were was no longer open. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was shrunk down to a much smaller area. There were some coolies still, um, but it was mostly farmland and yeah, I'd say like um, a, planted fields. Yeah, maybe a, a mile wide, maybe a mile wide, and so that that makes it tricky to hunt because when I'm hunting coolie systems, I I. Property lines really make me nervous, especially yeah. when you know the neighboring property is leased by an outfitter because that's their livelihood. If I shoot a deer on the state and it runs over to their place, I mean, I know if I was in the, that position, I had people hitting this tiny little chunk and they are not responsible about their fence lines and they shoot a deer and it comes over. That's just a hassle for the outfitter. Yeah, mm-hmm. That really makes it difficult. Mm. It could potentially impact their clients too. So I, we talked about going out and still hunting that chunk, but it's so small that I just don't know if I'm comfortable with hunting it anymore. So. Well, we got, we got lucky yesterday. Yep. Yep. Uh, And we talk all the time on here about go knock on doors. Right. Just go knock on a door. And we, we hiked all over some public access land right there mm-hmm. next to this property and hadn't seen anything. Had not mm-hmm. seen anything. And so it was, hey, I think we have a connection with this guy. Yep. My my dad went and set up his internet and mm-hmm. early in the season he's like, you know, that that guy's a really nice guy. Maybe if all else fails, go knock on yeah. his door. Well and that guy we've been we've talked about it for the last couple of years between actual hunting access to just shed hunting yeah and looking for antlers on this place right and so i'm i'm fully of the mentality where if i need to i'll call anybody i've had people go you don't want to call him you don't want to talk to him he's he's rude and so on and so forth i'm like but what did you ask him for like did you ask him to drive your side by side on his property and the worst that they can say is no Mm -hmm. like just because he told you no doesn't mean that he's rude yeah Mm -hmm. so this guy was very very kind oh my gosh yeah super nice we got we parked the rig yeah got out and he was already at the door opened the door and said hi how are you how's it going all that kind of stuff and and we introduced ourselves and he was just as nice as nice gets yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so to be able to get that not only for us to have used Mm -hmm. yesterday and a little bit today it was also a 
relationship that hopefully right. you guys yeah. will be able to continue yep. because mm-hmm. of the respect that right we are he given. knows that we're not going out onto his property and tearing stuff up right. and being disrespectful right. he knows that it doesn't affect him to have us on his property yeah. and this morning when we were headed out he hopped in his tractor and was coming down the road and we did the whole slow down and roll down our windows and he stopped in his mm-hmm. tractor and opened up the door and we did a little small talk there and we went our separate ways and he said that we can hunt it whenever we need to hunt it and he was super nice about it Mm -hmm. and we had another landowner on one of the neighboring properties for him we i wasn't gonna call him at first i'm like let's let's hunt this first property we have and if we see something over there then i can call him and we drove out there and all of a sudden three deer popped out up out in the crp and Keegan put the spotter spotting scope on him and went, "Wow, that's a nice buck." So I'm like, "Well, <clears throat> let's have guess this I conversation." Call him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <Yeah>. So I called him, and he was a little more iffy. But it's not that he doesn't let people hunt; it's that he is letting people hunt, but he doesn't want to mess anybody up by letting mm-hmm. extra people. Right. Yeah. Right. So I had called him, and he said yes. Go ahead. And, and so we got We booked it. Sam yeah. got that gun ready again, as fast as fast <laughs> could be. And we start hightailing in. I mean, I don't know. My legs felt it big time <laughs> when we finally came to a stop. But mm-hmm. it was it was definitely up and down. Yep. And down, yep. down, 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 and up, 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 yep. up, up. When you're trying running. to cut off a deer like that, mm-hmm. a deer that's on the move, you can't, you don't have time to navigate coolies mm-hmm. and anything like that. And with the coolies, you don't know where they're at. Yeah. Or right, yeah. exactly. As soon so as you, you lose that line of sight. still have to be yeah. quiet and mm-hmm. slow, but at the same time, you have to be okay. stealthy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, and how far was he? We ranged him about 500, 500 he was, 600. He was about 600 yards yeah. away from us. And yeah. that so was just too far for yeah. us. But a couple, we booked we it booked down it. to 160 when he popped. Yeah. 170. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was 160 to 170. When he popped back away. out. Um, and luckily we were kind of in a spot where yeah. we didn't mm-hmm. know where he was going to be. We saw the does mm-hmm. and we knew that he was chasing the does. It was mm-hmm. just like, when is when is he going to yeah. pop out? Where is where? he? Yeah. And he, yeah. he definitely came around. The, he caught us with our pants down. Because yeah. <laughs> we were all standing watching those does. We were does. expecting yeah. him in front of us mm-hmm. and he came out from the left mm-hmm. and we were not prepared no. for that. Yeah, no. we were watching those does kind of working around and we're talking a little bit, you know, in a hushed voice. And it's like, all right, he, he may be with them. He may just be mm-hmm. lower and, and we can't see. had us hey yeah oh my gosh Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and so we were trying to move down the coulee a little bit so we weren't silhouetted at all and i think that if we would have stayed on top of the coulee we probably could have gotten set up better Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but yeah it was we were standing there watching those does and i just for whatever reason just happened to look to my left and my eyes got huge and went oh crud there There he is is. i remember i actually i grabbed jess and spun her hard because like you can't miss this deer he's right there i'm like why are you moving me i don't have a rifle (laughs) (laughs) but it was it was sam tell us a little bit about how you were feeling in that moment because this was we had rock paper scissors we did rock paper scissors and i lost twice Yes. Yesterday had horrible. Um, so the first thing that I was trying to, like he said, it was really quick. So we had to figure out 
a accurate way to get a shot on him because like Jess said we weren't on top of the coolie and at mm-hmm. this point in time he mm-hmm. was kind of above us would you say right. he was yeah. above us yep and we were on the side hill too which yeah. made it if you've ever shot off a bipod yeah. like you have to sit there and fiddle with the bipod and make yeah. one side mm-hmm. way longer and to it was get... way too fast for yeah. us yeah. to do that so Keegan grabbed his pack I practiced laying down prone on a pack but not sitting up with a pack. So. And I'm going to interject really quick. Sam and I have actually never rifle hunted before. So this mm-hmm. is not mm-hmm. just our first mule deer hunt. It's our first rifle hunt. Yes. Yeah, and I forget that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we both forget, forget it. That. It's very, very different. Mm-hmm. Very. Yeah. Um, but once once he, we got the pack up and I went to go shoot the first time, my ammo did not go off. The firing pin went off, but just a click. So I had yeah. to rack that out and get another one. And thankfully, the deer did not move. Well, he moved a little bit. He, he moved a little bit, but he wasn't like mm-hmm. spooked. Right. He was just he was doing looking his our normal. Yeah, movement. he was like, looking oh, our direction, okay. going, you know, that's a weird looking bush. Yeah. I don't recall that being there. Or those yesterday. are those are not very hot does. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I got. I, what did I do? Put him in my two hundred yard pen. Yep. I think, and you told me to. Pop it up. Pop it up a little bit. So I have never like shot my rifle with the different notches for yardage. So my rifle, it's just your crosshairs and you hold over for whatever you need Mm -hmm. to hold over for. And Sam had told me I have notches, but... I forgot that in she the had moment, it in the moment, yeah. it our, our adrenaline too, just walking and mm-hmm. running and mm-hmm. climbing those coolies on our way there. My heart rate, I mean, mm-hmm. I couldn't slow it down if I wanted to. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, as many deep breaths as I took mm-hmm. and as fast as he came out and how excited yeah. we all were. It was a t- it was a tough mm-hmm. shot and a yeah. tough call for I think all of us. Yeah. But. yeah. Yep. And so I, I told her to hold what? Two inches, two two inches, inches above his back. Yeah. And she did that with her 200 yards so yep it was a yep i finally got a round off mm-hmm. and it was a clear miss and mm-hmm. after that we just took off after him <laughs> yeah the buck yeah the buck kind of lost interest in us and yeah. he decided to start trot kind of not really yeah, running he away. wasn't running he just trotted up over mm-hmm. the hill after yeah even after i took the shot yeah, yeah. so i stood up and i'm booking it towards him and i looked back and amy sam and keegan are all just kind of Milling around right there, like, well, I had what pulled, just happened? Yeah. I had, yeah. like, pulled, like, yeah. a, a cowboy move and yeah. had gotten Quick my rifle up. Yeah. But he had already gone over the yeah. top. Yeah. Well, he had he had even moved in a way where his rear end was... He was full-facing away. Yeah. 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 So, There's no shot. Yeah, we, we took off, and we tried to get eyes on him and we got over the top where we could see everything and we just had no idea where he He's went. Gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of a sudden Keegan goes, I see him. There he is. And we're like, what? And Keegan points out this deer. That's what he was almost 700. He was yards about away. 700 yards away down in just, the little creek bottom. Yeah. Just standing there. Yeah. Just, I, we think he was standing. He might've been bedded. I don't know, yeah. but he was, not a care in the world. I would say he was bedded just for the fact of um, me and Amy sat up on that hill and kind of watched he, everything go down. He didn't move an yeah. inch. Never. He moved his head a little bit, yeah. but never He never moved. moved. And so he had to have been bedded. Yeah. But anyways, so we took off after that deer Sam and I did. And 
but we're moving quick. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, what do we call it? You guys were track stars. You're track stars. Yeah. I felt, I'm going to tell you guys, I kind of felt like Rambo there for a little bit. <laughs> I mean, we were, haul- well, Sam was hauling. I had to catch up. <laughs> so Sam was calling and let me tell you, we were straight up doing the uh the track star like over the hurdles over sagebrush type thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I felt I felt so young. We came to a ditch. <laughs> yep, we came to a ditch that we had to crawl across using like the paneling. Yep, there was a panel fence line. That was right there, and an irrigation ditch that was really deep. And really wide. And there was this metal panel that was going over it. So Sam's like, we're going to cross just like this. I'm like, yes, (laughs) ma'am. And so Sam crawled on it and crawled over, and I'm like, all right, well, I held Sam, so cross my fingers. (laughs) And I went over it, too, and we continued to haul Mm -hmm. over there. And we got what like i ranged you i, I was I constantly ranging you guys you were f- about 450 yards mm-hmm. away from that mm-hmm. deer down at the bottom and we kind of stopped and you know we're Regroup. just looking at yeah. him kind of yeah. trying to decide what our next move should be and i look over to my right up on this other little drainage and there's two does and a buck coming out and really i look nice. at, i look at that nice buck one. in my yeah. binos and i'm like i can just see antlers and I know he's a shooter for sure. Sam, there's a buck. And I don't know what it was. I think you were looking somewhere else, but you couldn't find him for a little uh-huh. bit. And so I kind of guided you onto him and you're like, oh, okay, and got on him. And what happened is her bipod was too tall. So she had to like raise her body up somehow. And I didn't have my pack. So I stuck my leg <laughs> underneath her hips and it raised her up just enough. Um, at this point, like I, we talked about, we had just gotten done Rambo running mm-hmm. across this this flat and we're tired, we're breathing heavy, our heart rate is everywhere. And so I'm telling Sam, okay, just get your breathing under control, just squeeze, take your time, this is your range. And so she did. She just squeezed and squeezed, and all of a sudden, tink. And we were back up yeah. off the hill. We were going, yeah. why isn't she shooting? Why isn't yeah. she shooting? We why watched all of this go down, yeah. and mm-hmm. we're watching this deer, and he's standing perfectly broadside for, what, probably a good minute or two. I mean, he and I and told Sam, I told Sam multiple times, I'm like, you have time. Yeah. yeah. You have time. Take your time. He His does aren't spooking. He's not spooking. Mm-hmm. Take your time. And so I told you after that went tink and the round didn't go off, told you, okay, just a practice round. Make this next shot even better, even better than yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you put in another one and you put that other one in. You're taking your time, taking your time. And for whatever reason, he just decided he time, had enough. Yep, by the time I got him back in my scope. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was me re-racking a shell or what, but he, he turned, done. his yeah. butt was turned towards us. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, this is not a watching the... shot, mm-hmm. not taking it. And he was over the ridge. Yeah. Yeah. And, and watching the, the doe, one of those does was with him. She got a little wary or something. Yep. I can't remember. Exa- I don't know. If, yeah. yeah, She lost down. interest and just decided to walk up the hill. And we think they're going into like that pre-rut phase. Yeah. And so that and doe went over the top and he was like, oh, well, okay, she's going, I'll go with. Yeah. And... I knew he was a nice buck, 
just from kind of watching him, but I try not to focus on the antlers really at all. I say, okay, that's a shooter and that's all. And he went and got silhouetted and I would have mounted that deer. He was a very nice deer. And I told Sam later in the night, I'm like, can I tell you something without you like throwing up? <laughs> she did really too, and I'm like, what? Yeah, she's like, yes. I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I told her that. But I wanted I wanted spirits to still be mm-hmm. high. Yeah. Be like, we're yeah. in these deer. Yeah. These are the Wrong. big bucks we're looking for. So luckily, during that whole situation, <laughs> that bedded deer, that bedded buck, which I I would say we all agree mm-hmm. that that deer had to have been. Yeah, I would put money on it. Yeah. Yeah. He never moved. Never. No. It never disrupted him. It never, like that whole situation. So all of a sudden we see you guys pop up and hightail it (laughs) to right around 200 yards, right? Yeah, so I think about 250. Yeah, 250. Yeah, because I was ranging yeah. you guys and ranging the deer and back and forth and back and forth and had my calculator out yeah. doing the math. And it's like, all right, they're right about 250 right in there. Yeah. And I'll let you guys continue with it. It was yeah. getting dark. It was, we were about mm-hmm. 20 minutes from 30 minutes maybe from shooting light. Yeah, right that, about. That last yeah. buck. Mm-hmm. So we got up there and got, we came right over this little, this little ridge. And uh, Sam got set up, and all you could see was the top of his back and his neck and his head. And you could see, like, a little bit more, like, I don't know, probably four inches down, four or five inches down from his spine. Um, and so we got you set up, and I was just hoping you could see him. Luckily, you're well camouflaged. Oh, yeah, besides his antlers, those yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that was it. And so, finally, Sam got set up, and her bipod was perfect, yeah, but again, it was too tall for her. So, I went and stuck my leg underneath her. (laughs) And once I got my leg underneath her, I'm like, okay, cool, everything's gonna be cool. My elbow was too high, (laughs) so she puts her bino harness under my elbow. Yeah. With my binos in it. Yeah. So she couldn't watch my shot. I I had the range finder yeah. out. <laughs> Which was and important to have yes. at that point in yeah. time. Yeah. And I was trying to watch the shot through my range finder. That was a little tricky, I'd have to say. Yeah. <laughs> While everything else. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she shot. And I don't entirely know where you shot I think you shot like above him Mm -hmm. but it with those pins and with mm -hmm. that yeah with he had the bank right behind him it was so hard and the brush the sage Mm -hmm. the uh, what else was in there oh my gosh bushes yeah Mm -hmm. so so much was in there but I think you hit the bank behind him the wet bank behind him Mm -hmm. and I could have swore I heard that whop sound Mm -hmm. and I told Sam I'm like I think you hit him. I think you hit him because he he did that whole put the head back when a deer's going down and dying. And I thought that that's what I saw. But looking back at it, we still thought he was standing. If he was bedded, that was probably him rearing to get up. Right. So and then he twirled around. Mm-hmm. Right. He did a little. Yep. And yeah. so he started, he, he was all of a sudden up and I couldn't see everything through my, my uh, range, range finder. finder. 
And because I'm, you know, shaking like a leaf because we just ran the mile. <laughs> so I'm looking and all of a sudden I just see him walking. And I'm like, Sam, we got to go. Sam, we got to go. Yeah. And so we're going. I'm like, we need to get a follow up shot on him. <laughs> he starts going up a hill and he's running up this hill. I'm like, with no problem. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. like, what's happening? I swear you hit him. And so Sam, we had talked about earlier how sometimes you have to do what you have to do. And Sam was talking about shooting off a friend's back. I think that was more of a joke, but. But it ended up happening. So Sam's like, get on all fours. Let me shoot off your back. I'm like, you know, yes, (laughs) ma'am. I'm like, sure thing. So I I get on all fours and she shoots off my back. I think at that point in time, between the hills and everything, mm-hmm. they like the rolling hills. Yeah. That bino where we crept up to, it was just not enough and we didn't have time mm-hmm. to adjust it. So I was like, okay, like her back's pretty tall. So, yeah, right. And honestly, I, it was as accurate as it could have been. I mean, right. I, right. Well, and at that point, I said he was hit. So at that point, you do what you have to do mm-hmm. to get around in him to put him down. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, whatever we got to do to get mm-hmm. a shot off and get another round in him and so i got on all fours and the only bad part was is i'm breathing so heavy (laughs) i'm like there's no way her scope's got to be like floating up and down (laughs) and so i'm like holding your breath and Mm -hmm. look at the deer while it's on my back and i don't think my ears have recovered Oh, I owe you. I owe you for that one for yeah, sure. Yeah, that six five has a little bit of a bark. To it does. It. Yeah, I mean, I'd say so when it's right above your head. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. so I'll tell you. From our vantage point, at that point in time, what we see is a buck go clear up the coulee, yeah. like straight up. Yeah, a wounded, a fatally wounded deer is not going to do that. A, a no. wounded deer isn't going to do no. that. It's not going to when it has nice, clear, flat, open stuff. It's not going to go up the one hill yeah mm-hmm. and we we all got together we canvassed the area up the hill we gritted the riverbank kind of where he was no there blood was no nothing blood, nothing not so. not a drop so we we hiked the what did it end up being that was two miles back yeah it was about two miles back yeah um yeah. I'm sure we probably ended up doing a little bit more uh-huh. because meandering to find the fence yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, it was a little, uh, it was a little spotty trying to get back there. Thank you, Onyx, um, <laughs> yeah. for yeah. helping us back in the dark. But it, it was kind of one of those situations where we got back, and it was, I don't know, you kind of do that processing mm-hmm. of everything that happened and to put that much effort into trying right. to find a speck of blood right mm-hmm. and not finding yep. anything we right. confidently left mm-hmm. believing 100% yeah. in a miss i with how close that bank was mm-hmm. to his back the fact that it was a wet bank yeah. too it was a cut bank where that water had cut into it it was a wet bank you that would have that made noise. that yeah. pop sound. Yeah. It yeah. needs something yeah. solid, but not dry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because there was no dust that kicked up, but mm-hmm. looking at that bank, it's wet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
that well, the that tricky, would have made sense. The tricky thing with that too is um, you said you got a range on them. It's yeah. when they're in that thicker, nastier stuff down that river bottom. It's especially if he was bedded like we all mm. think he was. Um, it's tough to get an accurate range yeah. when you you can only see so much of them. Right. Well, you and could that's be ranging what, behind, what I did is I front. was trying to range him, but what I ultimately did is I ranged the bank okay. right behind him because yeah. I knew that that was going to be a solid range. Okay. So, and... I had Sam telling me to get a solid range. I'm like, yes, yes ma'am. <laughs> I said, I want the exact range. Yeah. And I, I want you rounding up. I want to know mm-hmm. the exact range. Yeah. I gave her the exact range, not of the deer. Yeah. <laughs> she, I didn't know this. Yeah. 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 She's sweeping yeah. out details. She can't hit me because I'm on a podcast. <laughs> I think, though, I think even in that situation, like we came to hunt and we've talked about mm-hmm. this last night and we talked yep. about it this morning. We came to hunt. And we have hunted our butts off. We have. <laughs> we have learned a lot. Hopefully it. we will continue hunting mm-hmm. yes. this afternoon and this evening and come up with something instead of eating tag soup. Yes. Um, but it is still, we came to hunt, not just to kill. Right. Yes. And it has definitely been that. the the lessons that we have learned coming to a different area, coming to a different kind of hunting, learning so much. I mean, golly, those trekking poles are amazing. Oh Oh. my gosh, I don't care what anybody says. If you are coming and doing this kind of hunt, get trekking poles. Yes, absolutely. Because I feel it when Mm -hmm. I don't use my trekking poles. You also figure out, you know, us preparing where we live there's no preparation for um for altitude changes what was it I, terrain, we nothing. looked it up the other day i was coming from 565 mm-hmm. feet mm-hmm. yeah to what were we hunting? we were hunting anywhere between six five to seven thousand mm-hmm. yeah six to seven thousand some of those peaks were getting close to eight yeah. but we mm-hmm. didn't i don't think we crested more than yeah. seven one but yeah. it was still just that you can't prepare for all of it. We mm-hmm. we a couple of times had to readjust packs. Mm-hmm. We had to figure out what um, we really needed and what we did not need in our packs. Uh-huh. So we, by the end of today, we were taking out everything that <laughs> yes. we knew we weren't yes. going to use. Um, I don't. There is just so so much has gone into the past couple of days mm-hmm. that I. It's such a value to move forward, not just in coming back out here again, but applying it to where we are. Just the learning curve of everything. It's humbling, for sure. It is. It is absolutely humbling. But back, like, to the hunting side of it about, like you said, we, we may have not killed anything, but I'll tell you right now, the hunt we did last night has been one of the funnest and most <laughs> exciting hunts yeah. that I have ever done. And yeah. it was, I look back at it and you have that guilt and that like doubt of, you mm-hmm. know, you missed, I missed a really nice buck, but I still had so much fun. And right. I look was... back and I mean, it's, it's helpful mm-hmm. because you're not, it's not, you know, for right. nothing. And, yeah. And when you say, 
I missed that buck. For me, it's a we missed that yeah. buck. Yeah. Because we're all, we're had I been good. behind yeah. your rifle, yeah. I was the one who told you to hold yeah. like this. Mm-hmm. So if I would have been behind your rifle, I would have missed. And yeah. so it's a it's a we missed that mm-hmm. buck. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's ever one person's Yeah, when you're fault. working as a team. Right. Yeah. 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 Yep, there's always something that could have been different. So, yeah. So we are going to we're going to close up this podcast. Um, we will continue when we have finished our hunt. We'll probably honestly continue at a later date mm-hmm. um, and come together and finish having these conversations. But uh, we've got to get it back out there like that. Yep. The yep. goal is to fill a tag. So yep. um, we're going to go kick some ass and, yep. <laughs> and go fill some tags and give it all we've got this last, yeah. this yeah. last 24 hours. Or, so yeah. it was kind of funny yesterday night because we were sitting in the p- pickup glassing and what did you say, Amy? I'm not gonna say it. You, you can say it. Go what ahead. was it? I can't. Uh, I can't was it the day? Was it the Doe's one that I said? No, it was the. Wow, I almost feel like. <laughs> oh yeah. East. And yeah. and I was joking because I had not hunted like and that out east, but so, it crushed your soul. <laughs> it really crushed it my crushed soul, your soul when you said that. And so I had said, well. I guess we got to go on another death march and not five minutes later. It was we karma. I know. And oh, yeah. we I know. are hitting Falling. ground yeah. running. It was karma. <laughs> we did not I close did the that. windows to the truck. We did not grab our cell phones. I didn't have my gloves. We didn't or grab anything. Pack. Yeah. Like it was I, just Yeah, I was the running. only one to grab a pack out of yeah. the truck, which. Yeah. Thank you, Keegan. We had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was yeah. as that joke. Um, Amy said, yeah, I feel like we're. Eastern hunting right now, and Jess was like, "Well, it looks like we got to go on an eight-mile death march now." And we did. And we get back to the truck after all this went down, and I check my phone, see what the uh, the mileage count was for the day, and I'll be damned, it was about eight nine miles, yeah. and it was all so accumulated up. So. Thank you, you so much. Jess got her revenge. You did. Yep. You did. I will not say that ever again. You're punching my soul. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next one where we hopefully have some great results and, yes. um, and a safe trip back home.